Hello, you're listening to the Bonded Books Podcast, where we discuss books, fight over book boyfriends, and the lack of filter is a family trait. If you're lucky, you might even hear one of our dogs barking in the background. Because hey, if we have to deal with them, then so do you. We hope to dazzle you with our discussion while not being hurtful to the authors we feature. Success not guaranteed. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hello. Hi. Good afternoon. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm okay. Tired. You know, what's new? (laughs) Business as usual. Yeah. I only got up like four times last night. Oh my God. Yeah. First because I had to pee. Then Boo had to pee. Then Angel had to pee. Then I think Boo had to go out again. I'm so freaking tired. I can't even tell you. Yeah. I didn't have to do any of that with my dogs last night, but I woke up really tired this morning. So... So there is no winning, whether you sleep mm-hmm. or don't sleep. There is no rhyme or reason. I think I got a f- solid seven hours of uninterrupted sleep and I still woke up super tired. So what can you do? Yes, Drink a lot terrible. of coffee, I guess. Well, even that is not, I'm on my, probably my, I've had, well, you know what size iced coffees I have. So it's probably two and a half iced coffees in and I'm like, as soon as I'm done, I'm probably going to nap. i've done that before that's terrible anything new and exciting well i think what we need to talk about before we talk about our stories is what we what got up to on saturday night oh my god (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah everything else yeah who who really does care about (laughs) everything else go ahead Tell the world what we did. Saturday was my oldest kid's birthday we had a birthday party at a local drag club and it was dinner and a show and it was amazing and what a show it was let me tell you oh they were so good if anybody had told me at 65 that i would be attending a drag club birthday party for my granddaughter (laughs) i probably would have been all for it but i would have been like are you sure (laughs) well i Going to the drag, I, I don't know, bring in the grandkid, I don't know, but the the club itself and the experience was awesome. But yeah, it was, it was good. And her friends, I'm like, okay, don't scream too much, don't applaud too much, because you don't want to Oh, you were her. worried about embarrassing the teenagers. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't worried about that at all. <laughs> oh my God, I think I screamed so loud, I swear to God, Rachel, and I was so tired the next day that... Mm-hmm you would have thought that I was one of the performers. Performers? Yeah, I was so exhausted from just clapping and yelling and waving dollar bills in my hand. And Saturday was our town's Pride Day. So they had had the Pride Parade earlier in the day. I know here they do it in July. A lot of Prides happen in June, but here it always happens around her birthday weekend. So we got really lucky that it was Pride Day. The performers were amazing. The food was actually really good. Yeah. And I realized that I could develop a crush on a drag queen because I certainly did. What a stunner. (laughs) Yeah, that's very (laughs) true. (laughs) 
she was beautiful. Mm-hmm. They all were. Yeah, their costumes were cool. Their performances. Oh my gosh, they were all over the floor, going through the audience, jumping over things, dancing on not the tabletops, but like bar tops almost. It was impressive. Definitely recommend. Can you hear me? Well, now I can hear you. That's weird. Yeah, I don't know what what's happening. I had a solid like minute where I couldn't hear anything. I was just about to press end to call and send you the link again, but then now I can hear you perfectly. So what the hell? That was weird. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'm mm-hmm. hating all of it after my my uh, phone <laughs> exploits yesterday. I. I'm going to get a hardwired phone that hangs on the wall with a long cord so I can walk around the house and talk on it. I'm going to take a hammer and just beat the living shit out of my cell phone because I'm over it. Sounds like a pretty good plan. Yeah, I'm sure you you and Jeff wanted to both get a hammer yesterday and also kill my phone since I had to call in an emergency <laughs> visit from you two because my phone would not stop speaking to me and it wouldn't let me get any phone calls. Life is hell. It's just harder because you don't have the same type of phone as us. And I swear they purposely make every type of phone different. So you can't easily pick up a phone and like going from Samsung to iPhone, you can't easily transition. Your phone is like now a third option from that. So it's like none of us could figure out. Thank God for Google because we were able to figure it out by Googling a bunch of things. Well, thank God for Google, but don't ever buy a Google phone or a Google Amen book. to that, yeah. Chromebook, yeah, that's worst computer ever. Yeah, worst phone ever, even though the guy swore to me, oh, it's the best phone ever, you're going to love it, it'll take great pictures. Liar. Lying liar. <laughs> it'll take good pictures, but you won't be able to share them with anybody easily. <laughs> or and call you won't them. Be able- <laughs> or call to tell them. them. <laughs> to tell them you took a good picture. You can't do any of those things. <laughs> Or text them. You might as well just bought a camera. (laughs) And I didn't think to tell you. I have multiple cameras. But yeah, nobody uses a camera anymore. I didn't even think to tell you that. I know it was bad when you guys came over. But it was worse before. Because the speed at which the thing was speaking to me. Was like. And I figured out how to slow that down. Okay. But yeah, it was still horrible. So anyway, back to our wonderful partying Saturday night. Anything else you wanted to say about that? Was a learning experience. It was great. I would do it again. Oh yeah. Really liked it. Definitely want to go back. Talked to a bunch of people since Saturday and they're all like, oh, the brunch on Sundays is good. I want to go do the brunch. Yeah, let's do the brunch. I'm like, yeah, I'd be interested in the brunch for sure. Well, we have to leave the rest of your family home though. But yes, let's do the brunch. Poor Jeff. I'm done taking the kids. (laughs) <laughs> and and Jeff, because Jeff was like trying to be stoic, but I'm sure it's odd for a guy. He was like, please don't, please don't let them come over here. Please, God, don't let them come <laughs> And dance actually, around my head. That actually doesn't bother him. He was actually getting bothered by how loud it was because he was saying that it was giving him a headache. Oh, yeah. It was pr- it was ridiculously loud. He used to go to the clubs or like the bars and guys would buy him drinks. Like he doesn't care about like being around <laughs> like gay guys or drag or anything. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. <laughs> no, I, I, I just thought... Because he was like sitting there and there was like, what, two other, two other guys at the table with us, younger people. But, and then when he saw them dancing around the, the head of the other guy at the table <laughs> next to us, 
That's when I thought, and he's like, oh, God, please don't let them do that. Uh, poor Jeff and all the shenanigans that his family gets him into. I know. Poor Jeff. And then that one person, the one drag queen, I can't even remember what she was dressed like. But anyway, she came up, and the one that made me put the dollar bills in her top, one, her boobs felt real, and two, I couldn't see that's what she wanted me to do because... The person that was lighting her with the spotlight. Oh, yeah, the spotlight. It was blinding me. I couldn't see her. Mm -hmm. And then she finally grabbed my hand and put it to her chest. I'm like, (laughs) yeah, I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, I I don't mind doing that. I can do that. No problem. Yeah, it was a fun time for sure. So other than that, I don't I don't think I have any updates and nothing tops that update. Yeah, nothing. <laughs> Nothing would even come close to that update for sure. I agree a hundred percent. So yeah. So do you want to just jump to the books that, or the stories I should say that we read? Yes. Yeah. Do you want to explain what we're doing this time? Yes. We read from the kingdoms of night anthology. I read a story and then you read a story and then we're going to each talk about our stories and kind of explain what happened and what we thought of it. Yes. We've, we've only done this once before, but we figured kind of a short stories, even though my story ended up not being short at all. <laughs> I don't know how that happened. Really? You didn't my- look before you picked it to see how long it was? Well, no, but my story ended up being like 160 pages long. So was mine. Yeah, I was like, well, fuck. Like that defeated the whole purpose of doing an anthology story because we picked the anthology to try to do something shorter so that we wouldn't be so rushed for time because we do this podcast every week. It's kind of hard to read the books, write about the books, record the episode. I feel like this kind of backfired on us, but oh well. Yeah, because that book, I if I'm not mistaken... I think is over a thousand pages long. So I looked at, I first picked a story and then I looked at it in the table of contents and I was like, oh my God, this story is 400 pages long. I'm not picking that one. <laughs> so so then when I picked this story, it was like 150 pages. So I'm like, oh, that's a deal. But it really was long. Are we going to have to do two? No. All two right. Episodes? Yeah. No. You, then you talk first. And I'll go after you. Yeah, I did mine really short on this story. So the story that I read was called Enchanting the Dryad Prince by Alicia Clayfick. Mm -hmm. Um, Like I said, it was about 160 pages long. And it was dual point of view. And the main characters are Issa is the female and the male is Veridi. Issa is an indentured servant on a ship. There is a little boy on the ship with her. His name is Nico. Um, She's not related to him, but she treats him like he's a little brother. She tries to protect him from the ship's owners. They aren't pirates, but they're like treasure hunters. She talks about how they're super rich. They don't need more money. They don't need more stuff, but they're constantly on the quest for the next thing. Asa was adopted when she was a little girl, but her adopted family has since died. That's how she came to be on the ship as an indentured servant. Her and Nico have about a month left on their contracts before their servitude time is up. She has this thing that she refers to as an inner fire she can't really explain it and she doesn't know much about it but that's just kind of a little intrigue for what's happening with her veridi is a dryad elf living on a secluded island Um, he's not just a normal dryad elf he's a special one 
He's what they refer to as the thorned one. Okay. He's basically a monstrous protector of the island and all the elves that live on it. But he's and an elf? He's a dryad elf. He's like 20 years old. So the dryads go like into trees. And so how it's explained in this story, I actually haven't read a story about dryads before. So I'm not sure how different this is from normal dryad legend. Mm -hmm. Okay. But in this story, what they end up doing is during the day, the elves merge themselves or like uh, go into trees and sleep during the day and they get their like nutrients and their things from the tree that they live that they've bonded with. Okay. So he hasn't done that yet. He's kind of bonding with some trees and he can hear the tree's thoughts. And he has tree-like features. Like his hands and his fingers are like um, thorned almost. Oh, that and creeps the, me out. That's Yes, it yeah, creeps like me it. out too. Yeah, like, I don't. Giving me, what's that phobia I have? <laughs> Yeah, it that's was what I'm kind, feeling. It was kind of weird because it specifically says his hands and then the tips of his ears. He has pointed ears like an elf, but the points of his ears are actually like tree bark. Ew. And then he has stuff that's like leaves and branches. And so, so he's like part tree, part man kind of this weird combo of the two. So anyways, he hasn't fully shifted into his thorned one monstrous protector self yet um his dad is the king and a total jerk and his father hates humans because humans had come to the island before and damaged some of the trees and hurt some of the elves okay. and so now the island is spelled so that people can't just find it easily mm -hmm. but of course the ship that Issa's on gets caught in a storm mm. and so we can see where this is going yes we can <laughs> the wife from the slaver couple blames Issa for being a witch and causing the storm to punish her she ends up throwing Nico the little boy overboard oh my god and, oh yeah that scene was actually horrible Issa jumps in after him she saves him they eventually wash up on an island she sees a man in the distance she has this sort of weird hallucination style dream about him At the beginning he's like far away and then he's like instantly in front of her and nothing sexual happens but there's like an instant connection and like bond starts to form but as soon as this thing starts it stops oh like this whole hallucination thing for her lasted like 20 seconds huh as soon as she's done with that weird hallucination thing two more people appear and these people are a fae and a witch i haven't read this author before but as soon as i saw these two characters i was like oh these have to be from one of her other books and sure enough i looked her up and these characters were from a story she's written called enchanting the fae prince okay. so i guess if you had read that series you would recognize these characters and that would be kind of fun for you as a reader to see them now in this like short story so anyways Issa tells Nico to run into the jungle because she's really worried because the guy's a fae and this woman's a witch she ends up realizing that they're not bad people she recognizes their names and she realizes that they can be friends so she ends up running after Nico in the jungle to chase after him and get back with him can you hold on one second are you running the dryer no what's that noise mm, I don't know what does it sound like the dryer <laughs> Oh, <laughs> I don't. One of my kids just started the shower, but their shower oh, is like a I little bit further away. It. 
is the water pipe near you? Because if I can hear it, the listeners are going to be able to hear it, right? I thought I your mean, kids yeah, were at but... school. They're not at school. School starts tomorrow. Oh, I'm so out of control. I don't know what day it is. <laughs> okay, I'm almost done, so. You're almost done? Well, yeah, I mean, it's not really. I, I'm like halfway through. Oh, wow, all right. But, oh, Bixby, why are you talking to me? Oh, my God. <laughs> Please don't tell me that my foot's going to start talking, too. <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> that would be hilarious. <laughs> Issa runs after Nico. She ends up catching up to him. But, of course, now they are in front of that dryad elf king. That's Veridi's dad and a total jerk. Oh. Veridi arrives, and he says that he wants to take her and all of her guests and her, you know, the little boy and those two other random people and have them be his special guests. Because, of course, Veridi is the person that she had that weird hallucination dream about. Okay. But he doesn't want to just come out and say like, hey, she's my fated mate because his dad is such an asshole and his dad hates humans. Mm, so okay. they start to form a relationship and he ends up telling her about the fated mate thing. And she kind of thinks about it, but she's not like, she doesn't really get a chance to like say like i take i accept you as my mate or something like they don't solidify the mate bond but they actually get pretty close but of course before they can like finalize everything something ends up happening and he goes all like thorned one <laughs> on everyone oh Tur turns into like a complete monster ends up like hurting a bunch of people her and nico and the other two people that she was with end up having to flee the island. And she's kind of decided like, yes, she has a connection with him, but she can't risk it and she can't go back because she loves Nico so much that she would rather be safe with him and like protect him because he's a little boy that she has been caring for mm -hmm. than chance it to go back to the island and make things work with who is, as far as she knows, her fated mate. But while they're gone on their ship trying to escape the island, they have a run-in with her old slavers because her old slavers are trying to find that island because, of course, that island is a secret island and is supposed to have some special stuff on it. Yes. Yeah. Um, now they don't have her and the little boy, the slavers. Now they have a pet dragon. Okay. What? Okay. <laughs> the slavers do? They have a pet dragon? Yes, that they control with a whistle like a dog. It was kind <laughs> of weird. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. And uh, Issa has dreamt of dragons her whole life. So it, she said that seeing a dragon up close and personal is not as exciting as dreaming about them because they're kind of terrifying. So oh, yes, of course. Of course. So of course they end up returning to Veridi's Island because the slavers are headed that way and she's worried about them. And they, that's how they end up getting back to the Island. They have a massive fight with the slip shaver ship slavers. <laughs> Say that three times fast, please. <laughs> I like slip shavers, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, they sound scary. <laughs> very, very scary. Oh, my God. They have that fight with those people. The dragon is there. And Veridi is in his, like, thorned one alter ego. They're able to free the dragon. Veridi's dad dies. Veridi gets injured. And a sh shit ton more stuff happens. <laughs> Okay. At some point, Issa shifts into a dragon herself. What? <laughs> Thank you. Because 
Oh. I guess this is why she has that inner fire and oh. why she's been dreaming of dragons her whole life because she's actually a dragon shifter and she never knew it. Mm. But when Veridi was threatened or injured or I can't remember exactly what happened. She ended up shifting herself. She can even partially shift. So at one point she's a human with just dragon wings. Oh. Uh, even though she's never done this before, she knows how to do the full shift. She knows how okay, to do so, the partial shift. Oh, I have a question, even though I'm sure you don't want me to have any. No, so go ahead. The, her, this guy getting hurt is the first time that triggered her shifting, but the little boy getting thrown overboard didn't cause her enough of a panic to shift correct all right just wanted to <laughs> clarify priorities here people faded mate i guess we'll just bring that out whatever of <laughs> opposed to small child yes okay uh Viridi ends up recovering from his thorned one state enough to figure out that there was a spell that was put on the trees of the island that are making the trees of the island turn evil almost and that was affecting him and that's why he was kind of flipping out and turning into this monstrous thorned one because he was supposed to be like a protector for the elves but he was like bad person okay so he's able to uncover that there was a spell on the island he's able to remove the spell on the island and break it everything's hunky-dory and now they have like a dragon with them just for fun i guess because now they've rescued that dragon so that dragon's the, a real dragon it's not a dragon shifter like she is it's a so, real dragon i guess so i guess it's not a shifter but i don't see why would there be dragon shifters but not i don't know all of them would be shifters i don't know either veridi and isa end up getting married a month later and the story ends right when they're going to consummate their marriage that's how it ended yeah the epilogue was them getting married this must have been a young adult <sighs> story because nothing happened really really in this story that was like sexy at all okay and <laughs> what did you think of this story i did not really enjoy this story mm. it was i would give it like one and a half dry panties okay it had a lot going on in it like i said it was 160 pages i've read books that were around that length before and this just seemed to have a lot of stuff happening in it but it also dragged at the same time like there was a lot of action and a lot <laughs> but it also dragged at the same time i don't know why that was yeah and stuff wasn't really explained well like things would happen and then it would jump to something else like when she found the fae and the witch on the beach when she landed on the island she seriously got over the shock of the strangers and she trusted them i think two sentences after she first met them well the book was only 160 pages she had to move things along well that part i get but then there was stuff that they like maybe they spent time explaining some things and not other things i would have liked more character development for that kind of stuff whereas this was like a lot of the fighting but even in the fight scenes they were kind of rushed and hard to follow even though the f there was a lot of them like something would happen and i would have uh -huh. to be reading and then i'd be like well wait who who was that or like who got injured or like and i'd have to go back and like reread a few sentences okay so so I think the flow was just off. Okay. Um, but I did like how the island sounded, the way that the dryad people were explained. That was mm -hmm. kind of cool. And I think if you had read other books by her, it would be 
nice for you to see those characters from those books in this story. Mm -hmm. And then I don't know if that dragon is like you're saying, maybe just a dragon dragon, or if that's a dragon shifter, maybe that dragon has potential go on to its own story. I'm not sure, but it was kind of interesting, but it wasn't really like, wasn't really my thing. Well, thanks for sharing that with us. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. What did you read? I read a story called Fierce Hearts by Emma Ham, and it is a prequel to the Dragon of Umbra. Oh, more dragons. More. Ironically, you're going to die because <laughs> okay. it's got dragons, it's got shifting, and it's got elves. Oh, okay. I was going to say, if you say this thing has purring in it, I'm going to be fucking pissed. No. And it's okay. got a freaking <laughs> island. It's got an island. Wow, really? Yeah. Okay, what, tell me what it's it sounds pretty interesting and similar. Very similar. So the first thing I wanted to do was read the dedication because I really love this dedication. It says to all the women out there with dragon hearts who have survived, you are more powerful Ooh. than you know. That's good. I love that because Yeah, I'm that's like, good. That's me, sister. The story revolves around two main characters, Rowan. And you know, I love that name. Oh my God. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Who is an elf and Tannis, who we find out is a dragon. So learn in this prequel to the prequel, we're not even in chapter one yet. It's a little intro that Rowan hates the dragons that he considers them terrifying creatures that stole his sister and he wants to get her back. And so he's crossing a dangerous section of the sea. And it's more surprising than he ever thought that he'd be able to do that. Tannis is a memory keeper. She's described as an amethyst dragon and one of the last of her kind. That's cool. Yeah, mortal men have been destroying the dragons and fighting them. Together, Tannis and Rowan have to face danger to save the dragons and if they fail the future is going to be one without magic and during the course of doing this of course they start to fall in love chapter one is about him talking about what happened at his village and that they the his village was attacked by about six dragons they ended up taking his sister and other people and they fly to this island that's called And I'm going to butcher the heck out of this because I cannot say it. Drama Queena. It's the home of the dragons. And he's determined that he's going to find his sister Aster and bring her home. He lands in the boat as a dragon and he sneaks by the sentinel dragon that's standing watch. But before he slips by this dragon... He notices that the dragon is staring out to sea and that he hears the dragon say beautiful and he's freaked out because he's like, they can talk. And we also learn that he harbors something called green magic. Rowan does, has green magic. And that means he can connect with the earth and trees. And there were no trees left in the umbrial kingdom which is where he's from. But the island has a lot of trees. So he runs through to the forest. He realizes there's forest dragons, which he didn't know. So he keeps running. They're the green dragons. Then he comes to lakes, a lake. And there in the water, he sees what are called sapphire dragons sleeping in this lake. And he's like, I've got to hide because 
they're going to eat me as soon as they wake up and find out I'm here. So he ends up squeezing through a crevice in a cavern that is kind of illuminated. And when he gets into the cavern, he realizes the illumination is caused by all these crystals that are on the floor of the cavern and hanging from the ceiling. And he thought it was beautiful. And he's looking around and all of a sudden this big, amethyst head with scales and purple eyes is looming over him and is staring down at him and says what are you doing here and when he sees the dragon he faints so he ends up coming to <laughs> yeah he passes out oh so my god she picks him up and moves him to something like a sofa or cushions so he'll be more comfortable he finally He's faking that he's not awake, but she's like, I know you're awake. What are you doing here? Why are you here? He says, I'm I'm here to save my sister. I hope you guys didn't eat her yet. And she's like, what are you talking about? Dragons don't eat elves. We don't eat people. And she thinks to herself, he is kind of handsome, right? So she ends up telling him, we find out that not only is this girl his sister, it's his twin so she's like no problem i will take you to see your sister and he's like you mean she's alive and you know tannis is like of course she's alive we don't kill people we bring them here and we give them a good life and they work with us because dragons don't have hands and there's limitations to what they can do and i thought well that's kind oh, of odd interesting because dragons have been taking care of themselves forever, right? Well, and they have magic. And they have magic. Yeah. So anyway, she he ends up following the dragon and he shows up at his sister's doorstep and the sister tells him, he's like, come on, we have to go. I have a boat. He's all freaked out. He wants to save her. And the sister's telling him, I don't want to go. I want to stay. Haven't you noticed that where, you know, there's several people coming out of these houses. They're all living in these little hut things. They're all happy. They're all ha healthy. They've all been well fed. And in exchange for helping the dragons and taking care of them and doing things for them. And these are the kinds of things they do. The forest dragons needed to be brushed and oiled. The crimson dragons worked too hard and never thought to take care of themselves. So they had to bring them water, make sure they ate. Amethyst dragons needed to sleep, but they were so busy that they usually didn't. And there are golden dragons in the north and they usually brought their helpers with them. So they don't say what the helpers do for these golden dragons. They so, sound like royalty though. If they're gold, I would think they're like the royalty people. The sister says, stay and for a while and get to know the dragons, get to know the people that are here. And you'll see that these we've gotten a lot of misinformation in from home that they don't eat people and blah, blah, blah. Okay, we've wait. Are you saying that he's an elf and she's a dragon and she never shifts into a human well hold on okay i'm just assuming that they never shift to human if they need human helpers well yeah don't get me started on the human helper part because i was like what are you talking about okay all right okay, okay. continue sorry so anyway uh he ends up asking tanis at some point if she had a helper to work with her and Tannis tells him she's the Amethyst Dragon. She says, no, I don't need anybody to work with me. She is a dragon. She's the only one that can connect with these crystals. And in 
inside all these crystals are all of the dragon's memories. She's the keeper of all their memories of mm -hmm. all the dragons that ever were. And there's like tons and tons of these crystals. Anyway, he ends up becoming her assistant. They start growing closer together. He asked her if she's ever had children. And she said that she ha had laid a clutch of eggs once, but they were poorly developed. And that's why it's so hard for amethyst dragons to have children that none of them survived. She starts talking to him about the golden dragons, or he starts asking about the golden dragons. And he says, what do these, there's lemons all over the island. And it, she's like, what do, he doesn't know what a lemon is. What are the lemons for? And she says, gold dragons use the lemons to shine their scales so that the sun makes them even paler. And I thought, like some type of sun in <laughs> for dragons. I'm like, okay. The, he ends up spending more time with Tannis. They become close and... And then they find out that the people where he's originally from, the dragons are now being killed because there were dragons also in his town living in that land also. But they were all being killed. And when they were being dying or being killed, she'd see it in the crystals and it would just like drain her. So we find out, he's like, how are these dragons being killed? Because who can kill a dragon? We find out that the some kind of warlock or witch or somebody develops some kind of acid that they'll throw on these dragons and it will melt their scales enough that they can then pierce their skin. Oh, it's that's horrible. horrible. It, is, it is absolutely horrible. It's horrible. And she finds out through the memory, she gets a warning from Adder because he knows he's going to die and he knows she's going to see the crystals. He tells her, you need to run, take the children and run. They're coming to the island. So they're all freaked out. She's got to leave her cave and go tell the rest of her people. And when she's telling Rowan about this, she, you know, she screamed and she starts to ripple and she shifts into a human form, which is funny that you said, where's your human form? And I'm like, yeah, I don't know why it surprised me that she shifted into a human, but she did. And of course, she's absolutely beautiful. He's stunned by her beauty. She's pregnant with a clutch. This whole thing freaked me out. She's pregnant with her eggs that were that needed to be laid soon. And they're so she's still, still pregnant as a human. Yes. Oh, that is kind of creepy. Yeah. And he's like, you have a mate? That's when he realizes she's pregnant. She's like, no, I don't have a mate. I don't wish for one. Tells him that laying eggs and raising a clutch has nothing to do with mates. You ridiculous man. Dragons aren't <laughs> like elves. <laughs> you know, it's like this whole thing. So anyway, they, they run to tell the other dragons they need to shift. And their caregivers, they refuse to shift. They say they're going to fight. They're going to stay and fight. And the caregivers are like, well, we're going to stay and fight too. He ends up getting Tannis and her, the, his sister, and they escape into the woods. There's some place where she thinks they're going to be safe. They end up going to a castle. And I guess it's explained in the book that at one point, all the dragons had shifted into their human form. They built this castle and they had all lived in the castle. And this is where they would be safe. So he ends up telling her, picking her up and basically carrying her to get her out of there. Because she's carrying these eggs and they're the last of the dragons that are going to be born when 
they have give birth to their clutch it's not just her type of eggs she could have anything she could have a gold egg a sapphire egg so she doesn't know what she's going to have anyway that's weird okay they get to this cave that's beyond the castle and she goes in there with his sister and rowan she lays her clutch and she tells them she's she ends up bringing down part of the cavern because she doesn't want these people to find her eggs and the eggs can be born at in the future. She does have like a she has an amethyst one. I forget what else she has, but she has a sapphire one, just three. So she's gonna leave her eggs there, and then hopefully either she and Rowan will be able at some point to bring the eggs alive, or someone in the future, don't ask me who, will be able to. She finds out from when they're they build this house and they're living in the in the woods and the sister's like i have to go back to umbra because i have to see what's happening there i gotta know if the bad people have left the island she's gone for a long time they he and tanis grow closer and closer he ends up realizing he's in love with her the sister comes back and tells him not only are the people in Umbra killing the dragons, now they're killing everybody magical. The elves, the witches, everybody. So she's going to go back and fight. He wants to go with her, but he he ends up deciding to stay with Tannis. The sister talks him into it. And they find out there was a crimson dragon in Umbra that gave birth to a son named Abrex. He's young and the message is from his mother to Tannis through the sister saying, please take care of him. He's going to be the savior for us. I need you to take care of him. The sister goes back to help with the rebellion and he ends up confessing his love to Tannis. She ends up telling him, I love you too. And that's basically how the book ends. That him telling her, I'm gonna hmm. I'm gonna love you until the day I die. And that's how wow. it ends. Interesting. Okay, I have questions. I'm sure you do. <laughs> I don't know when, that I have answers, but please feel free. When she gave birth to the eggs, when she laid the eggs, was she in her dragon form or her yes. human form? No, she had to shift back into her dragon form to have the eggs. To have the eggs. Okay, mm -hmm. even though interesting. And then I'm assuming that the sister and this mysterious red dragon may be our book one. Because you said this was a prequel, right? To whatever the series was that this author has. Yes. Okay. That's be interesting. I liked how the dragons were the different colors. I didn't that like was that. Cool. I thought you didn't was, like it? No. Was it stupid or was it just... It just reminded me of Care Bears. <laughs> <laughs> I did not think you were going to say that. <laughs> well, that's what it reminded me. Everyone was a different color and everybody had a different power or whatever. Jaw, and power. are these okay. dragons are not... Uh, when I think of dragons, I think of badass, fire-breathing, fierce... Are these not fire-breathing dragons? They couldn't burn the enemy to a crisp from afar? I don't see why if they're able to shift into the human form, and they already shifted, like, obviously before, because they made the castle, and the castle was supposed to protect them, couldn't they live as humans and hide their dragon side and be safe? That's, like, what I'm wondering. Well, and they like their dragon form. Who knows? I don't know. 
Okay, and then why why does the acid fuck up their scales enough for them to get injured, but then the acid from the lemons doesn't fuck up their scales? Well, it's a higher level of acid. <laughs> it's a stronger concentration of acid. You can handle acid from a lemon in your hand, but you can't put real acid. In Battery acid. acid. Yeah. <laughs> You can't put that on your skin. In fact, on one point, Tandis does get it on her hand. So, mm. yeah, it's... I did not like this book. Okay. I I thought it dragged and dragged and dragged. And maybe, again, it was supposed to be a young adult book because nothing really hot happened in it. I mean, mm -hmm. and I just... I'd probably give it one dry panty. It just wasn't for me. Okay, so we're pretty much in the same boat. Yeah. Hmm. How unfortunate. Okay. Yeah, so I wasn't loving it, to be honest. And I'm I feel bad. There were things that I, I liked about, you know, the elves having power and did you just mute me or did we No. Okay, because you're you unlit for some reason. Oh, I mean I had to mute myself so I could cough. Okay, well just cough because then I feel like we're disconnected again and I forget what I'm saying. So <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. Yeah, I'm kind of bummed about my story, too. And I had never read this author before, so... Yeah, I haven't read this author oh, well. either, and I just thought it was so ironic that both our stories were so similar. I'm like, what are the odds of that? I feel like I might have liked your story more than I would more than I liked the story I read. That's not saying much. Well, feel free to, know. to read it. No, I'm good. <laughs> I'm reading, uh, I'm reading a really good story right now, so I'm good. <laughs> what are you reading? I'm reading Throne of the Horde King by Zoe Draven, which is in the last book in the series. And okay. I am really like... So in the story that you're reading, the female main character has the same name as you, but is it spelled the same same way? No, it's with a K. Yeah, okay. I but I'll take it. Happens. I'll still that is close the, enough. That's supposed to be the Irish spelling, whereas mine with the C mm. is the Italian spelling. Okay. I get it. Yeah. So anyway, you know me and my horde kings. But I think as soon as I'm done with this, I gotta read another orc book. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta. I have to. <laughs> Like, oh, I miss my orc books. Oh my gosh, that's funny. Okay, so the book that I'm reading is book number three in a series that we've read book one for the series. Oh. Book one was Tristan by oh, Jenny yeah. Lynn Roberts. Yeah. We had read Tristan for the podcast. I had read book two, like immediately following book one, and then I hadn't read anything else. So now I'm reading book three in the series. Book three is Mathos. Okay. It's really good. Is I'm it? really liking it. Like I cannot, I stayed up way too late last night reading it. Oh, brother. <laughs> oh. So there's this book and then there's one book after and then that's it so far. I think there's only four books in this series, but I really like it. So I'm going to probably read book number four as soon as I'm done with this one. What was the second book called? Book number two was Val. Okay, yeah. All right. Okay. I really like the characters. It's really fast paced. It's giving me all the feels. It's like every time they're like fighting with each other or they like get their feelings hurt. I'm getting like all the gut punches oh. and the feeling, all the feelings that they're feeling. I'm like, ah. Those are the, <laughs> those are the good books. Those are definitely yes, I'm like, good books. Fully submerged in all the feels while I read it. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> Maybe I'll put that on my list too. 
There's just so many. There's so many books on the list. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's hard to do. Yeah, and other than so, that, I'm I got nothing else planned. Okay. Well, should I name what the next book for the podcast is? Oh yeah, because Since I, we, I, then I don't have to look it. it up. So go ahead, tell me <laughs> what is it. <laughs> so I think this. I think it's an alien book, a sci-fi romance. I think from vaguely remembering what the cover looks like. The next book is Stolen by the Warlord by V. K. Ludwig. Have not read that author before. And I think that's a sci-fi, like Horde King sort of warlord alien okay. romance. All right. Well, but we'll find out when we go to read it. Yeah, I guess I didn't have that downloaded yet. So I'll have to download that. And uh, hopefully it's either so engrossing that I'll read it like I'm on fire or <laughs> it'll be super short and I'll be done in time. <laughs> to do your orc. <laughs> oh my god yeah exactly i have to read my orc book <laughs> damn it oh i love it yeah i see a lot of orc artwork but there's in the artwork it's not attractive to me and i think the thing mm -hmm. that's throwing me is the the tusks <laughs> <laughs> yeah the teeth <laughs> yeah it's not the green body or the pointed ears or their <laughs> the rippling muscles or their brusque manner. It's the tusks. But I'm like because it's it's not like vampire fangs. Yeah, it's they go from the bottom up like a bulldog. Yeah, and I've had a bulldog. <laughs> I love my Frank. Frank. Uh, yeah, but that you're right. And at least with a vampire, they can retract. So with these, I'm like. How do they kiss? How do they do oral sex? How do they, you know, <laughs> eat without looking like a slob? I don't know. I think Finley Fenn needs to do a very detailed <laughs> funny scene and then we will figure it out. Well, I'm sure that Finley Fenn reads our listens to our podcast. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is my personal request. Yeah. So our personal request is that you figure that out more, more detailed oral so we can figure out the tusk situation oh my God. if she had any more detailed oral i don't know <laughs> there'd be room for nothing else Dear it'd God. be a picture book yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah let's just <laughs> let's just skip to a picture book how about a pop-up book oh yeah let's do that <laughs> oh my god so funny oh fuck I lost her again. What the hell? <laughs> okay, hold on. Let me invite her again. This will be invite number four to the same call. Hello. Hey. Oh my God. Let's just say goodbye and be done. <laughs> We're not going to talk about the pop-up book? Oh, okay. Sure. We can talk about that all day. <laughs> I personally love pop-up books. I don't know why, but I have always been fascinated with them. And I think that's something you and I need to discuss offline. I think we have a new source of income to develop. Oh, making orc pop-up books? Any pop-up book that has to do with lovers. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. We finally opened a merch store and it's pop-up books. <laughs> Did I ever tell you that when I was reading a vampire paranormal romance book and I was reading it at work and I always used to have a hard time reading at work in case some of them got too hot. 
I was always uh -huh. reading two books at once. And my coworker came upstairs and he's like, oh, you're reading? What are you reading? And I go, vampire <laughs> erotica. <And laughs> he didn't even... He just burst out laughing. My friend Tony. He's like, what are you reading? I'm like, vampire erotica. I didn't even <laughs> think of it. But, you know, Tony's very open. So he just started laughing. He goes, that sounds lovely. And then I think I gave him the name of your author friend that d writes the mail on mail. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, I gave him her info. Because okay. him and his partner like to read. And I'm like, you would like her stuff. Trust me. Oh, yeah. That author is B Harmony. Yes. She's got some very hot stuff. Yeah, she does. <laughs> so I consider that a win-win. Yeah, there you go. All right, babe. So uh, good luck chopping all that together. Uh, I know. I'm sorry, That's okay. Honey. It's all right. We'll have to come over there and figure out what's happening. Maybe you just need a new router or a booster or something. Well, I'm going to call the internet company because okay. I'm paying for extra for technical service. So they need to give me a new router or something. Okay. Yeah. Or maybe they could do a booster or something. Yeah. Something's got to give besides my sanity. <laughs> we, we need this thing recorded. Okay. So yeah. <laughs> we have, we have fans waiting. I'm sure with bated breath for our, the drop of our next episode. So, you know, yeah. who, are, who are we to disappoint the masses? Just tell them you need to talk about your smutty romance books and yeah. they need to fix it, damn it. <laughs> it's very important. <laughs> and don't think I won't. I can't wait to hear about it in the next episode. <laughs> All right. Well, enjoy the rest of your afternoon. All right. Bye. Bye, honey. Thank you for listening to the Bonded Books Podcast. You can rate and review us on Spotify and Apple Podcast. Our email is bondedbookspodcast at gmail.com and check the show notes for a link to all of our social media. Mm -hmm.